Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood The Unabomber blowing up Waco, Texas and Heaven's Gate Alien modified men from apes Hitler faked his death and then escaped Bigfoot and the Mothman Son of Sam talking to dogs again Witches, ghosts and goblins Mysterious noise and hot dings Dark arts and the skull and bones Most celebrities are probably cloned So when you're feeling all alone Grab a beer and get stoned I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew We're here to entertain you Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. This is the Strange Brew Podcast, and I'm one of your hosts, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, a.k.a. The Reptilian, uh, the Raptilian, not the Reptilian, because that's a different subject for today. Um, and uh, who else do I have? Oh, the uh, ever-elusive and rumored-to-exist H.P. Shovecraft. This is going to be we- a fun one. It's going to be gonna interesting. Get scaly. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. get slimy. Uh, our eyes are gonna do that weird side blinky thing, side and uh, thing. we're gonna be snatching flies out of midair with our tongues. So I hope y'all uh, ready for that sexiness. Yes, and uh, I have an Irish up coffee. It is currently one thirty in the morning. I'm just joking. It's one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> one thirty in the morning. I ain't stopped drinking yet. I got I'm my drinking the Irish coffee. Strange brew mug going. I love that mug. I gotta get me one. Yeah, you gotta you get, my, get yourself uh, a mug. My wonderful Larry David. Oh yes, career enthusiasm. Pretty, so, pretty good. Pretty good. My backup coffee, and I too have an Irish coffee. Tom, so I cheers. actually well, I don't, it's not completely Irish. You could say it's a Cuban coffee. You put tequila in there or rum? No, I put I put dark rum in uh, my coffee, and also I put a little bit, a little bit of Irish cream. In it, uh, but also I have a backup in my warm mug. Keeps it nice and nice. hot. So I got a I got a backup coffee. I said I'm gonna gonna get a little wired for this one. But we, you know, we're talking about we're talking about the reptilians again. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive back into my favorite subject, the reptilians. We're gonna talk about strange encounters with the reptilians. That's what we're that's what we're doing. Do we ever talk about normal encounters with anything, though? <laughs> All of the encounters that we speak of are you want, Yeah, you want to talk about an encounter with, you know, someone gave a sandwich to a homeless guy, they shook hands, and then they parted their ways? <laughs> so so I had an encounter the other day where I, I walked into a sub shop, and I, I gave the man $10 for my sandwich and beverage, and then I left. And that was today <laughs> on Normal Encounters. Yeah, it's true. And uh, it's funny because... Uh, even like a scary movie when he's like, uh, he's like, Can I get a dollar? And she's like, Oh, you're hungry. And he gives him a sandwich. He's like, I, hey, said, bitch, a I dollar, said a dollar. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this article is from Brent Swarzer. And uh, many abduction cases included reptilians go beyond bizarre and often too strange to even properly classify one thing or the other. All such reports are surreal and outlandish, but some of them. Maybe some could be a real-life encounter of a being face-to-face with a reptilian overlord. Oh, man. That's way worse than a regular non-reptilian overlord. That's, like, way worse than a mammalian overlord. Yeah. Because at least then you know what their weaknesses are and you know where their vital organs are. But with a reptilian... You never know. Well, uh, we'll get in. We'll get into it maybe in a bit, but uh, ask me later how supposedly you kill a reptilian. 
Okay. Ask me right. later, okay? I need to know. We, okay. we all need to know these things for when we inevitably rise up against the Great yes. Reptilian Army. So we're getting into some bizarre and just straight fucked up abduction cases involving reptile creatures. Reptile wins. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mortal Kombat. I love Reptile. He's arguably my favorite character in Mortal Kombat. It's fucking has ass that shit and shit. I gotta, you know, you know why, though? It's, it's very simple. Yeah. He was the first Mortal Kombat guy that, that you got button on mashing by? allowed me to. <laughs> no, that oh. was Raiden. Duh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Raiden's the one with the cap that he throws, right? I, I'm yeah. I'm simple. Oh no, that's Kung Lao. Raiden's the, uh, the old man flying. Uh, the old man with the white hair. And yes, that, is that who you yes. like? You're like old Played man. Played by white Christopher hair. Lambert yeah. in the uh, Mortal Kombat yeah, film. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, but no, Reptile was the first person that my button mashing led to a fatality with. That's well, true. Uh, we're playing the old stand-up arcade games in uh, the pizzeria we used to go to all the time. Remember, okay. remember, kids, when you you did you didn't play video games inside your home, you'd have to go to an arcade and spend money to play video games. A couple quarters, and you could just keep going, man. I used to play uh, X Men, fucking battle it out, oh, man. Dude, that was such a good game. Yeah, so I got uh, I got a little weed. It's early in the day, so I'm not gonna go too strong on it. But I'm gonna have a little a little puffs of my uh, diesel. Tom, just just for one moment. <laughs> Yeah. It's a little early in the day, even though I'm drinking hard liquor. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I can deal with, man. That I can deal with. Yeah, it, it's weird for, like, so many people that's the case, where they're just like, dude, <coughs> if I fucking, like, I just can't. And it, I, I understand it because, you know, booze is almost a little more... Actually, it's not the diesel. This is that hybrid shit. The diesel's the weed I have. The weed pen I have is, um... It's that one that tastes like cotton candy. I still have that. Have you done a dab yet? Did you no, do did you get the picture I sent you though? Yeah, um, you you did or you didn't? Yeah, there, there's a to get. We'll get in the reptilians in a sec, but uh, Chelsea <coughs> was showing me a TikTok of this chick that you know she did all these dabs during her time in quarantine. And now she has some stomach issue where she can't. She just throws up all the time. She can't eat, and then she asked. They gave her um, this cream. These doctors gave her a cream that is essentially made of hot peppers. And she has to rub it on her stomach with a glove, so because mm. it stays on her hands forever. And she was saying, and you know, people people were claiming that if you do too many dabs, it can literally fuck you up. So I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that like, like yeah, I'm totally fucking safe. I'm like, I'm vaporizing something and putting it into my lungs. I, we all know what we're doing isn't. But the vaping is supposed to be better you. because it's not vaping using the, is better than combusting yeah. a. But we're not talking about vaping. We're talking about dabs. Like vaping is heating something to a safe temperature, and but then also what's in the concentrates too? Like what's in this shit? You know what I mean? What's in here? So it, that's <laughs> the thing is that um, if you are getting good stuff, it should be solventless. Yeah. So that should just be like a couple ingredients meant to loosen it and, and make sure that it's not super thick. And then you can put it in a cart and you can combust it that way. But with dabs, uh, especially when they first came out, you had a lot of people that were using butane to make yes, the wax, yeah, and they weren't yeah. they weren't cooking it off. So you're just inhaling butane, butane constantly. Which is not good. That's no, that's why, why uh, this chick got a stomach problem. She's probably inhaling butane. Well, that's bro. that's part of it. And there's also this disease that I was about to look up. It's not a disease; it's a disorder that they've been talking about for a while. Like when I lived in Colorado and shit, it, there was reported cases of this stuff coming up. 
where it was anyone with a super high consumption rate, so somebody that, you know, smokes a pen all day, every day, and then yeah. smokes wax or smokes flour on top of that and then adds edibles to that, would get these debilitating stomach issues where they couldn't eat. They That's would get what she nauseous. was talking about. This, and this chick was the only about. thing that would make it better is like a hot shower and shit like that. Or something. Yeah, that's what she's talking. She had up to the rub, outside is supposed to. Yeah, she yeah, had so to I think rub that's hot she pepper has. shit on her stomach. And the thing is, I I like getting stoned, man. And I used to smoke a lot more weed. Like we talked about how uh, I was calling a crystal, but Keith that I used to smoke when I was like mm-hmm. 14, 15, 16, whatever. Me and my buddies would get super stoned, and like we'd save crystals so we could just get really ripped and watch a movie or something like that. And uh, I don't like that feeling where I I feel like I have a mental handicap for like a half an hour, and then it starts to. Like get where I'm like okay I'm stoned, but uh, my buddy used to do dabs all the time. Every time I do it, but like, I would fucking be like uh, I couldn't fucking even see what I was doing. Like yeah, not my thing. It's your thing though. Um, weed is my thing. Yeah. I, I prefer weed to any other drug. I always have. Me too. Um, I like weed more. Like and I I could I could I think I could hopefully, but hopefully I think I could quit alcohol. But uh, if going a couple of days of weed, I'd be like, nah, I feel like getting stoned. Yeah. In, this is the me. first drink I've had in like a week and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I guess I had, a, I had a wee bit last night when I recorded with uh, the Bilbo Baggins. Uh, but I try to take it easy because I went hard last weekend. And that's, uh, that's when me and Chelsea were very, very stoned in bed, uh, having a very long conversation that made me cry laughing about, what is Rob, Rob Schneider? Schneider. What is Rob Schneider? What is he? We're like, is he a Mexican? And I was like, no, he's like, he's like white with a little bit of like native in him. And I was like, no, it's not native. It's like, mm-hmm. I was like, it's something like Puerto Rican. And then I was like, <laughs> we didn't, we just went literally like a half an hour conversation. I'm crying, laughing, watching the hot chick with my girlfriend in bed, drunk and high. And I'm like, all right, what is Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> is a carrot. You know, we all Rob know Rob Schneider, Schneider is a stapler. But he's about to find out being a stapler. <laughs> it was just it so was ridiculous. And we, kept, we were talking about something else. Like it was probably one of the funniest conversations. Funniest. I don't know if that's a word. Those, um, those are great. It's just. I, but we were like, because we were, we were like obviously buzzed off alcohol, but then we got uh, really stoned off this new weed we have. And it was just like. Everything was like making me cry laugh. Like I'm almost on mushrooms. And I was like, man, I haven't had this in a while. And then I felt like shit for a, a couple days. I'm getting old. I'm 30 now. Um, Billy loves when I mention my age. Dirty 30. <laughs> so, but this is from like the, obviously, this is from the sites, uh, Phantoms and Monsters, um, always a well, uh, wellspring of bizarre reports, comes a case from a witness calling himself Robert Baldard. Uh, who claims to be a truck driver based in Lancaster, California. He says that in May 2002, he was on the run through a rural area of um, Wyoming. Uh, fuck, what am I? Arizona. Am I, oh, am I so stupid? Yuma? I, Yuma, yeah. Y-U-M-A? Yes. It's called yeah, Yuma? You fucking Canadians and your mispronunciations. Uh, no, you have no idea. I cannot pronounce last names and I cannot pronounce... Um, State, no, like like cities, states, small towns. Uh, Canadian, I feel like in Canada it's easy. It's like Burford, Ancaster, Hamilton, uh, North Bay. I don't know. I'm just Hamilton, like, Ontario. Yeah, Ontario. Ontario. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god, you and Billy going off about the uh, the fucking Newfie accent yesterday was great. Yes, uh, yes. We uh, and Billy. <laughs> 
It grow won't be up, yesterday everybody. to the listeners because this won't be airing then. But no, but uh, grow up, everybody. Uh, the, if 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 you're someone who finds shit. Uh, if you're offended easily by just people making jokes about anything they can make jokes about, then this is not for you. And yeah, also, fuck you, Alabama. Fuck you. The one guy that commented on the James Holmes, uh, James Holmes, John Holmes in the Wonderland murder episode, uh, where it's like he was like the simian simian virus is it's the simian virus. You guys are morons. I'm like, no, my belief is AIDS was created in a laboratory. So go fuck yourself. That's my belief. If you want to believe that some guy fucked a monkey out in a forest and then fucked other people and gave them AIDS, go ahead. You can believe that. But people fucked monkeys for probably eons and nobody got AIDS until the 80s. Am I wrong? Or we had a I negative wrong? comment from a viewer. Yes, about they called the, us moron. Uh, Everyone's like, you're, they think they're so smart. Like, you're a fucking moron because you said this. And it's like, no, that's my opinion. You can think whatever you want. It doesn't really bother oh me. I know. I love it. And for Give some, me the hate. I know. I thrive in it. <laughs> I just realized my bong is just sitting in the background. I've noticed that many <laughs> times when we've been recording. <laughs> so this guy had obviously he had uh, he had to run through a rural area in Arizona when he decided to make a stop at exit 104 along the Interstate 8 at around 4:30 in the morning out in this area surrounded by darkness nothingness he explains what happened I pulled off the exit ramp there and I, I had the high beams on, and I noticed a figure on my left side of uh, the exit ramp. A tall, dark figure on the left side of the exit ramp. So I went to the right side to exit the ramp, slow down, stop, turn off my headlights. I could see a large humanoid figure standing there holding a carcass of some sort in his hand. It dropped the carcass on the ground, turned around, looked at me for about four or five seconds, and then started to walk towards my truck. I said, holy fuck. I locked the doors on my truck and made sure it was locked. And I approached the window of my truck. It approached the window of my truck. It stopped about two feet from the window of my truck. He hasn't mentioned that he's in his truck five times. Uh, its head was high as above the window of my truck. <laughs> I'm driving. I mentioned that I have a truck. (laughs) truck. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So the window, like this, it's oh, so he's he's just in a big truck. I I would call that a transport truck, maybe. And uh, it's about seven feet off the ground. Um, uh, Transport trucks are kind of like they're almost like ten feet if you from the cab, I would think. But seven feet makes a little sense. Uh, The head of this being was slightly above the head of the window, so it had to be at least seven. Feet tall, seven foot two, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so I reached up and I grabbed my camera out of the storage department and uh, I turned the cameras towards the window and it started looking at me through the window. So he mentions words too often in his sentence, but it's just him yelling at on Reddit or fucking some <coughs> fucking or channel or like there's like I found websites right. And this is I think this is where this one's from, where it's essentially just people's stories. It's just like. Paranormal phenomenon uh, stories.com. And it's just like people just give their. And I've seen some strange stories from people, honestly. And uh, so he was just. He, just as I moving the camera over, it turned a bright light at my face. It was so bright, I couldn't even look at it. So I took my camera and I flashed a picture. The, ca- the, the being, the creature, stepped back as slightly if it was startled for a second. Then it kind of gave me an oddball grin expression. <laughs> it wanted to fuck. Uh, looked at me for a couple more seconds, turned its head, and when it and when it turned its head, I got a real good look at its profile. 
of its skull and its head and started walking away, left from my truck. As it was walking away, I turned on my headlights and got a real good look at it, its backside and its legs. Then I saw what it, uh, what it was walking towards. The witness says that since the sun was beginning to peek over the horizon, he could sort of make out what was a strange humanoid, uh, what the strange humanoid would, was actually heading towards, something that looked like a black mass. The humanoid walked right up to this dark object and disappeared inside, which prompted the witness to train his spotlight on um, this texture on the outside that looked like the side of the wall of a womb. So when you said black mass, my mind immediately just went to a bunch of hooded figures chanting Catholic (laughs) shit backwards. One with a very pointed beard. And he's like, oh (laughs) shit, I got a, like Anton LaVey, I got got something, uh, I got something to do. He's like, look at the guy, gives him a grin. He's like, I'm being called to a seance. I'll be right back. And then he walks away. There's just a naked chick spread (laughs) out. And he's like, what? What the fuck is going on? And as I walked away, I looked at that lizard's back. I realized it was... A nice little hourglass shape on it. And I saw a little a little bead of uh, moisture or something, whatever, maybe from the hot day when it was basking on a rock. And it slide down the back, and I just thought to myself, <laughs> I gotta have that lizard. <laughs> I have to have that lizard. They do say that, like, during uh, certain ceremonies, right, that's what they claim is in the adrenochrome blood, is that when, you know, stories about Bohemian Grove and shit, is when they consume... This uh, adrenochrome, so to speak, they're almost getting there. And in some rituals, they try to do this and achieve this, obviously, is getting contact with a being from the other side, from another dimension, a dark entity. So even if, you know, people don't want to believe if it's just some dark entity. But to me, it could be a reptilian showing up being like, all right, what do you want? Want me? To, you want to, you want me to eat this kid? Um, I'm kind of hungry anyway. Uh, do you want some powers? Do you want to be famous? I'll talk to I'll talk to my buddy. Uh, Harvey Weinstein in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll get you on television. You just gotta, you just when you die though, you just gotta give me your soul in the next life. That's my whole theory about is when celebrities sign their uh, soul over is that they get all the luxuries they want in this life, but then mm. the next life, when you die, you're essentially the reptilians take you or some dark entity, and you're kind of you're stuck in um, a hell-like reality for a couple of years or a couple of eons, and then you eventually get to escape. That's my theory about uh, why celebrities sell their soul. I wonder how long until you're a full-fledged Christian. I'm never going to be religious, dude. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> never going to happen. I just, there's ideas I have that just, I don't know, make sense to me for all the research that I've done. It just, I would like the whole thing of, I always thought that schizophrenic people, because I had a schizophrenic friend, was seeing shit from outside of our reality. And then I started, and that was when I was young, young, and I didn't really understand multi, uh, multiple realities or, or quantum physics to the extent that I do, because I'm not, I don't know shit that much about quantum physics, but I, I was like, man, this kid's fucking seeing shit that I just can't see. Well, they say <laughs> the danger of like people with schizophrenia that are super charismatic is that, yeah, they're. <clears throat> they 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 know how to lace the bullshit. You know what I mean? They know how to like sprinkle enough truth <clears throat> in with the bullshit to make yeah. everything seem viable and plausible yeah. until somebody actually goes in and dissects it. It's like it's so hard to actually tell when someone who is very good at lying is lying. No, that's true. And and uh, so this guy sees his black portal, right? 
Mm-hmm. And, and to me, it's a portal. He, he, see, he says a black mass, but it, I think it's something like from fucking Stranger Things. It's just like this weird portal, right? And but the thing is, I don't just know. Just a vulva. I don't know like what a dimensional where, vulva. What uh, <laughs> what vagina he's taking a flashlight to? Exactly. Um, because he says uh, the the inside and the texture of inside the portal when he can see through it looks like the side wall of oh. <laughs> Never mind. I thought it said. Did you, womb? Are you about to say whore? No, it's, <laughs> like, I thought it said it looked like the inside of walls of a womb, but I am stupid. And it said it says tomb. I was like, oh, so why it's all like brick the, and mortar and shit. Yeah, because no, that's even more strange. And so when he looked inside the portal and saw this creature go towards it, it looked like the walls of a tomb, which is very strange. It's like, and I just watched Hellraiser last night, and it's like when she, the, the wall opens up, and then she goes inside, and then that strange, mm-hmm. strange creature starts fucking wanting to eat her. It's like heads on its butthole, and it's got another head up top, and it's a, it's a weird one. Looks like a Hieronymus Bosch painting. Yeah, and a uh, Scott concert. I look through, man, I have one of Clive Barker's book, The Scarlet Gospel, and I haven't read it yet. I started watching, I uh, started reading that at Cottage, and then I was like, I want to get into some true crime shit. Uh, but I really want to watch Hell, or read Hellbound Heart now. I want to read his book that's based on Hellraiser. It's a story in the book. <clears throat> Is it? From my understanding. Same thing with Candyman. They're not, like, Clive Barker doesn't write a bunch of books. Besides, um, he has a huge list. He has a bunch of short story novellas that are like a collection of, of things. Like um, H.P. Shepard. He has Aberat. He, he has, uh, oh my God. It's like a three. He has like books based on Hellraiser. Cause the Gar- Mr. Be Good. The, the gospel, uh, the, the Scarlet Gospel, when I started reading mm-hmm. it, it has Pinhead in it. And this investigator is looking for this demonoid creature, essentially. Like, Yeah. Isn't that from Books of Blood, though? It's also from this, but I haven't seen Books of Blood. My buddy gave me the DVD a long time ago. I think I just accidentally stole it. Um, and I've, I've heard the movie's not great, but the miniseries is supposed to be decent. I'm going to check it out, uh, but it just reminds me of Hellraiser aspect of him seeing this creature go into this this weird portal that looks like a tomb. Uh, and then the witness says what happened next. Then I started to, uh, then it started to rise up off the ground. It made no sound. It got about 10 to 15 feet above the ground, and the vehicle started uh, venting out some sort of red stuff. So he's saying it looks like a portal, but also looks like a vehicle. I don't know how much we can trust a trucker uh, and how much um, pills he's popping to keep himself awake or like Coke he's snorting. Uh, But he could see some red stuff. Uh, shooting from the back sides, the back and the sides. Then I could see it was a triangle shape. So we saw this black mass, almost like a portal. It looks like there's like, this is such a, that's why these, these are the strangest reptilian encounters I've ever heard of. And he sees like this tomb wall and then it kind of like lifts up and then it starts going, it starts moving and he notices a triangle like a, the UFOs that people have seen many times. So and a full-on triangular yes, like ship yeah. in the air. And then a dull red light in the middle of the ship. Like people always see the side lights and it's all these lights around them. Okay. And people think that's military a lot of times. But uh, it could accelerate away. And then it was about, uh, it was in sight for about three seconds. And when it had rose up, it silhouetted against the morning sun. It was making the sky bright enough to see the triangle-shaped vehicle. And he had never seen anything like it. So then what happens is 
I waited about five minutes when I knew that the being in the vehicle was gone. I unlocked the door. I had my camera with me. I had five pictures left in the camera, so I got out of my truck. Did I, know, did I mention I was in the truck? And I walked around the, st- the street uh, uh, to the exit ramp to see what, had, uh, what, what this being had dropped on the side of the ramp. And when I got the there, exit ramp that was near his truck, right? Yes. I okay. saw, I shined my flashlight on this thing that this reptilian creature had dropped. I was surprised that it was a caucus of some kind. Looking at its hooves, it, I could tell it was a deer. Uh, and this deer's head was bit clean off and discolored fur around its neck. So, very strange. He, this thing bit the, and if it's a tall creature that uh, likes to eat things, uh, like the reptilians are said to do, the, the head was bit clean off. So, theoretically, yeah. bit, bit the head off yeah. and didn't eat it. Did it bite it like this? Did it bite it from the side like this? Oh, yeah. Or did it just gnaw at it for a I while? I figure it's like that. Uh, I figure he's like, you know, he's like the, in that, oh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> what nightmare in Elm Street is it when Freddy, I think it's number three, maybe? Yeah, where he's just the, the giant worm, like, rah, no, rah, that, no, not, not that one. I'm talking about the one where he, oh, no, that's from uh, Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. Remember when he stretches his jaw out and he tries to eat that kid's head and then his tongue goes, la, 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 you don't remember that? <laughs> It's like the weirdest scene. That sounds scene familiar, I've but it's not a, crystal clear in my what, head right what now. What one of the the strangest scenes I've seen in Nightmare on Elm Street movie? I think it, it's got to be a new nightmare. So, and he's gonna eat that kid, and, and this is when they find out that the dreamland that Freddy exists in is like in some sort of hell. And he tries yeah. to eat the kid's head when he's like stuck in the furnace, like they have him in that dark dungeon hell looking place. And he tries to eat the kid, and his his mouth stretches so big, but then he starts doing this weird t- tongue thing, like he's going in to lick it, and it's uh, it's it's very strange. But uh, it reminds kinda me like of the that. Freddy tongue thing. I'm your boyfriend now, yeah. Nancy. Uh, yeah. And this thing, I would think, would stretch out its jaw and then fucking collapse like a snake does. Right? Yeah, unhinge it like. Just- Yes, and how they can unhinge their jaw, which is fucking scary. So, and it, which the, so there's discolorment around the neck, so maybe a color that he wouldn't associate with blood, but something else. And the is inside it lime the, green because it's like the only thing that wouldn't really like, like resonate with. Oh, look, this is natural trauma. Yeah. Just like, why is there a fluorescent pink? Maybe, maybe the inside of the deer and the chest cavity was completely removed. Oh. So, like, kind of like cattle mutilation-esque, almost? Yeah, uh, to an extent, yeah. Kind of like, yeah, kind of like that. And Was the insides being removed, like, surgically precise? He doesn't. Did they mention that at all? He's a truck driver. Uh, he said that he owns a truck, like, seven times. He does not know anything else. He has no proper Tom, grammar. I don't think this man actually owns a truck. <laughs> It's actually. I think he's. I think he's fronting a lot about his truck. Yeah, he he owns a Prius. <laughs> he's like, you know, I, for my job, I, I drive a Prius, but uh, I, I got a little, I got a little hook on the back, and I, I I pull a trailer behind it. And most times, I'm only going forty down the highway, but you know, I got to make my deliveries. Forty down the highway. <laughs> so and so, all of his organs and it's all of its organs were ripped out um, to the back of the spine. So it 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 almost is like you know this creature was like Han Solo cutting open the tauntaun, just removing everything, and then but he, instead of going inside the tauntaun or or the deer, these reptilian creatures like just took the guts like as a souvenir. They just take the guts out and they're like, yeah, actually, if you take the guts of a cow and you put it into a space bong, you get real fucking high. Who knows, man? 
Who knows the things that get high? Well, you've heard that theory, right? That we're like all of the uh, the extraterrestrials that come to visit us are just kind of the idiots of the galaxy that are out joyriding. That makes sense. There's also the idea that uh, <laughs> that most alien beings see us as stupid idiots, uh, just a waste of um, even caring about or yeah. visiting. It's the Fermi paradox, isn't it? That says like any civiliza- any civilization that will have reached uh, civilization two, yes. which is like the inner the space faring, just <clears throat> would most likely not bother with any backwater planets. No. And uh, that's why I like Beast thirteen thirty three because uh, he dives deep into that stuff and has a whole song about like how there's all those uh, once you get to stage like five, you're like an sentient being, and it goes like so far deep once you get to that certain level. Well, we are we are a class zero to civilization. civilization, yeah, uh, because we're not yeah, reached that and then point. Class one. Yeah, class one is any civilization that masters the power of their planet, which basically means you can get from planet to planet, and then planet two, or class two, I think, is I don't know how big you are into hip-hop, but man, I think if you listened to a lot of Beast 1333 and just took the time to listen to what he says, he is probably one of the most intelligent rappers, because his song about Lemuria is fucking crazy. Like, half the terminology so, he uses is, uh, like, so out there. Here's here's how that's going to work, Tom. Why? I'm going to go look up Beast 1333 lyrics, and if I like them, then I'm going to go listen to it, and then I'm going to be like, oh, wow, this dude's awesome. Why don't you just listen, like, to, like the, listen to the that, song Lemuria nope. first or Above Top <laughs> Secret? It's Above right, Top I'll Secret. I'll do that for you. All right. I'll do that for you. Lemuria and Above Top Secret. I can tell you tons of other ones. Global Soap Opera. Oh, he knows his shit. Just send me links. I will. I'll check them out. So that's the end of this guy's story. He says this w- weird, strange creature. It goes in this portal, and then they fly around like away on a ship is how I'm taking it. You know? So and once again. Reptile wins. <laughs> so one of the cases that I was looking up contains the line, it was an expectant dwarf couple and a mentally handicapped dwarf. What? As the explanation for what they found. Yeah. What What would they find? Like some people with dwarfism in one of the reptilian cases where they're like this tiny little uh, reptile that was just hiding in the corner and was a quivering wreck. And uh, U.S. military came and picked him up. It was like, yeah, it was a mentally handicapped dwarf. I thought we and Billy were just talking about this. Is I thought dwarf wasn't uh, okay, but uh, so dwarfism is not. Um, it's midget that and dwarf. I like to be called little people. <clears throat> I don't know, but no, dwarfism is the name of the disorder. Yeah, that's, that's the what thing. I said. That's what I think I think somebody having dwarfism. There's a difference between somebody that has dwarfism and somebody that would be derogatorily called a midget. What is the difference? I don't Just know. Speaking about... Uh, all speaking I truly about, you know, know you is know? what Randy Newman told us all. What? And that is short people have no reason to live. Another very strange report comes from the 1950s by a woman who claims her and her aunt... Uh, that her aunt had uh, told her of this experience. One day she was visiting this great aunt, uh, oh, it was her great aunt, who lived on a rural farm in the southern United States, so it's Arkansas, Mm -hmm. and asked why she always sat out back on the deck with a fully loaded shotgun in her hand. It's That's Arkansas. 
Well, you want me to tell you the story? I, I gotta do a grammar. This is for in case them revenue boys <laughs> be poking their heads around here wondering uh, why we ain't paid our taxes to the government. We just simple poor fuck ain't got no income <laughs> at all, so y'all can get the fuck out my yard now. Grandma, why are you always sitting? Why are you always sit on the porch with a shotgun? Well, well, you know, back in the day, uh, my my uh, your mother, she uh, she ran away with uh, one of those uh, uh, black gentlemen, and uh, you know, I'm just here waiting for him to come back for you. <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for him to come back and maybe take me away too. I just I, I long for someone to take me into their big strong arms and carry me away from this place. You don't even know, Sonny Jim. <laughs> I sit out here with this shotgun, contemplating putting my brains on the wind chime every goddamn day. All right. Yeah, yeah. I want that that large Nubian, your grandfather just, just uh, muscular just, gentleman. Just, he just didn't have the the impact, uh, the package, I guess you could say, <laughs> that I needed as as a, uh, a young Southern belle. Your grandfather was what we like to call a Phillips head <laughs> when your grandma needs a jackhammer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you get what I, you get what I'm saying, Billy Bob, right? <laughs> grandma, I just asked where the milk was. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's always, this is like, all right, what did my grandma just say? I just asked her, like, you know, what was it like growing up uh, in the 1940s? It's just like, well, you know, we had to share fountains. No, we know we didn't have to share fountains, but we did. We wanted, I wanted to, but nobody else did. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and so she, like, she asked her grandma, she's like, you know, like, why, why do you sit out here with a shotgun in your hand uh, on the deck? Just all the time, and uh, and it's just it's that picture perfect like Arkansas household, and, and it's just someone. It's just early, early like the elderly woman uh, told of her truly terrifying experience that she had in the 1950s. She told her that one evening the dogs and the farm animals all of a sudden gone nuts. They, they've all gone nuts. They're, they're they're relentlessly barking. They're panicked. They're making a racket. Outside, and that happens. That happens a lot in uh, UFO and abduction cases and stuff like that. I thought you were going to say it happens a lot in Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does the the animals go wild uh, because uh, you know you know who's in Arkansas? The Boggy Animal Creek fuckers. Monster, man. I was going to say I thought we were going to have uh, Arkansas and Alabama now absolutely hate our show. There's got there's people uh, out there that are listening from Arkansas, and you know what? I got nothing against you. You're just a perfect place to pick on. I don't know what it is. You can make fun of me all you want, man. I live in Ontario, and I uh, I live in now. Right. I, I just live in a bigger city now. I live in uh, a small little town where uh, you know we could can be considered hicks, and and you know people would call us uh, the same strange names that we call people from Arkansas. The next story I got is one from your neck of the woods, Tom. So it's okay. All right, so. You, yeah, you can you can cut, go you go on the next one. So dogs were barking, pigs were squealing, and it was just utter cries of terror, making her think that something was very wrong. She then grabbed her shotgun as she always does and headed out back to check out uh, what was happening. And what she came face to face with was something that would change her life forever. The woman says her great aunt rather dramatically told of her account. She didn't see it immediately, but when she walked towards the barn, and there was a big pond on the other side of the barn, she saw a frogman, as she called it, coming up from the other side of the barn. It walked towards her. It wasn't that tall. She stood maybe four, 
maybe four foot five inches. It it stood, and they called it a. Fe- it said she, so this they believe this frog was a female. It was a bit taller than her. Uh, oh no, it's a he. It's a he. He had webbed hands and was walking straight up to towards her. She yelled to it to stop, uh, but it kept walking. She stepped out of the porch and grabbed a double bell shotgun and shot it right in the head. The blood of the reptilian was green. Her husband heard of the shotgun go off. He came outside. There was, uh, they were elderly at this point. They were old. When he stepped out on the porch, she said, look, look, I killed something. I killed something. It's not human. They walked out to the side of the barn, and she and her husband buried the thing. We asked where it was. She said that they buried it uh, right there where they killed it, near the barn. And after they buried it, the animals got quiet again. Her husband told her not to tell anyone about that story. That's, uh, so she shot a frog, man, and she instantly was like, fuck this thing, and she shot it in the head. <laughs> it sounds like... Uh... They may have just killed somebody and buried them. <laughs> That's true. I, uh, Grandma, you, were you on your pill? Were you off your pills? Um, nah, I take them every morning with my shot of whiskey. Grandma ain't taking no goddamn government pills, Billy. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know why it's always Billy. Because <laughs> Billy's why is it always game? Billy. <laughs> the story doesn't even end there. A few months later. She says that her and her husband saw a blue UFO flying over their house and land nearby, after which more of these frog-like creatures came out, headed towards the barn where their (laughs) fallen comrade was buried. (laughs) They exhumed his body and then proceeded to burn the house down with a biblical libel horror that few have seen before or since. The lady would say what happened next. They came. Uh, so I gotta do the grammar. They, they came out of the ship and and they they went straight to the mound where we buried this thing, and they put their hands over the ground in this dead frogman thing that that they had ki- that we had killed came out of the ground. He was like a zombie. <laughs> it wasn't. A, it wasn't alive. It was dead. They took the thing and they put it in their ship. And then they went over to the pond and raised the hands, and the ship came out of the pond. <laughs> Is that fucking weird, dude? So basically, they got Star Wars. Well, and the, the ship comes up out of the swamp. She says, the, "There's a oh, small yeah. little reptile nearby." And he's doing the Luke Skywalker, and there's a little green creature on his back. Like, you can mm-hmm. do it. Oh, oh, I can't do it. Mm, press into your neck, my boner is. Mm. <laughs> the pond was uh, bigger than a regular size pond. It was almost the size of a small lake. My fucking voice changed. They they look over at them, and the great aunt and her husband. You know they, but we, we didn't we didn't say anything or do anything. Uh, you know, and they didn't either. And then they went back on their ship, and they zoomed back in the sky. And uh, this is why she kept. Uh, uh, and this is why she kept her double barrel shotgun even when she went to the chicken coops or anywhere else. Uh, because, you know, if she had a shotgun with her, like, they might come back. This is a fucking strange one, dude. They see this alien creature. They're scared shitless. They shoot it in the fucking head. They bury it like it's nothing. It's like, you know what? We don't want our grandkids to know about what's happening here. So let's just, uh, 
let's just bury it back here. And then these things show up and they see them and they like literally like wave their head and then it comes out of the ground like a zombie, but it's dead. So it's almost like Mm -hmm. they levitated out of the grave and they're like, you know what? We need your body. We can put your soul back in your body. Who knows their technology? So it's right. it's a fucking weird one, though. I always try to dissect it, be like, what are they actually doing? Even though there's probably no plausible explanation. The plausible explanation is that it's a hundred percent true. Yes, exactly. Another very strange encounter comes to us from 1993. From wait, I thought I had the next one. Oh yeah, you do. Let's uh, let's get into Anton's. Trying to get out of fucking me talking shit about Canadians. I get it. This next tale comes to us from Vancouver, British Columbia, in January of 1999. Uh, I almost thought you were going to say 1993. I'd be like, wow, same time. Same, same, Same but different. Ava Trent had fallen asleep when she awoke to a buzzing sound. Opening her eyes, she was horrified to find two strange creatures standing on either side of her bed. The entity to her right was about seven to eight feet tall, weighed about 300 pounds, had apparently no clothing, a giant reptile dick, and (laughs) seemed to have either crocodile or snake-type skin. The creature to her left was identical in appearance, but smaller in height and girth. And wait, they seemed to be communicating in a chirping manner. Each of the entity's eyes glowed. Ava quickly discovered that she was unable to move. As she stared at the two creatures, she found that either one or both were giving her instructions telepathically. Take off your clothes. Grab that pussy. The nature of this was seemingly for her to create mental, mentally visual scenes of various kinds. And then they proceeded to distort that particularly pleasant scene in a perverse manner. You know, you're looking at a beautiful rose bush and it uh, just turns into a garden of dicks. Yes, and, and yes, uh, a reptilian sexual encounter episode will be coming... Apparently, the creature's intent were not only to observe her emotional reaction, but also possibly to feed off the energy that was produced. After a while, Ava began to mentally resist the mind manipulation and began to pray earnestly. A short time later, she fell back to sleep. The next morning, the witnesses found five of her music tapes grossly distorted, as if extreme heat had been applied. However, no evidence of fire or odor was present. There was, however, a thick green, viscous reptile cum left on the floor. Was there actually uh, jism? No, I added all the sexual shit. Oh, I was going to say, there. I, I have uh, ready to go in the docket uh, uh, a sexual alien encounter episode. Sexual. Uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta lick your lips when you say it. Sexual. It, so what was real about that story? She she saw alien creatures around her. She yeah she saw the them and they were distorting her vision and her images in her head. They were basically making her imagine good things mm. and then they were turning them into negatives and feeding from the energy. But that's supposedly what happens. That I've, I've said that theory before is that uh, when and that's what Ike says. Well, right? Yeah. Ike and Wilcox both say they feed off of negative, and that's that's also like all the way back in like talking about draconian energy and shit. When we get and back into like further occultist images shit. in your head. So there's this theory when when Women dream about having sexual encounters with celebrities. It's the reptilians mm-hmm. putting those images within your psyche while they're actually raping you for your energy at the same time. And there's well, that goes. And it's weird because I never. I remember hearing about this, and it was on. I remember. I remember exactly where I was. I was in my room at my mom's house when I had. I had. Uh, I, I before I moved into the basement for a bit until I moved out, and. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I was in my room because my brother had the basement at the time, and I remember w- listening to this radio s- show station, almost like Project Camelot, something like that, and they talked about the discussion of how when people see celebrities, uh, women specifically see celebrities in their dreams, that most likely it's a reptilian creature projecting those images into your skull, into your brain while they rape you. But when men, and this is what tripped me out, is when men have this experience, they usually, and this was like crazy because I've, it just... They described how when men have it, they are inside of a house. It sometimes looks like an older house, like a haunted house, almost like um, an old structure, and that that m- different men have called in with all these same experiences on this radio show. Almost like it's almost mm-hmm. like coast to coast, and on all these different levels. There's all these different things going on, like partying and drugs and bad behavior, and then you go to different levels. and And the weird, the, the, the strangest thing is, I've had dreams like that many times. I can literally, and I want to get back into dreams on an episode. Um, I did it way back in the day with Trevor, this guy I worked with that was super into conspiracies and almost out to lunch on some of them. And uh, if you go back and listen to the dream episode. Uh, there's times where I'm like, bro, what'd you just say? And he never really drinks, so he drank with me because he used to be like oh, a man. bad alcoholic. And he's old, he was older than me, so I was like, all right, let's get into this. And he's talking about how, like, yeah, my friends used to, like, we used to, like, knock each other out, and then we'd fucking have these crazy dreams. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? But I want to get back in dreams. And because I've had these same dreams where I'm, like, in this house and there's on different floors there's people from my past and this is what they talked about on this episode that you would see people from your past and they'd be partying and you'd see all these your friends people you went in elementary school with and on different levels had different things different levels of this house and i was like how the fuck am i listening to this and i knew and i had dreams just like this many times fucking weird right strange It is just weird in that the encounters of just be careful. And that's what they say when uh, if you're on your deathbed and you don't see people coming to get you from your actual life. Like supposedly like Chelsea's mom has a lot of uh, she's been to psychics. Chelsea's been to a psychic. And they've talked about this, too, is that when people come for you, it's to take it to the other side. When you're, you are dying, you'll start to see like you know, your sister that's already dead uh, or mm-hmm. your mother or, or your grandparents, whatever it might be, and that they're coming to get you to take you to the other side and someone that you're comfortable with. If you see Jesus or some sort of disciple or religious figure, that is most likely the reptilians are coming in to snatch your soul because they're projecting those images inside your mind of these deities that you already think that you know of through religious folklore on your deathbed and religious text or whatever you want to call it, and that they are casting those images in your head to convince you that you're going to heaven when they're actually taking you somewhere else. Weird, That's eh? weird because, like, the only religious people that I could think of that would actually have the audacity to believe, like, if you believe in Jesus and you believe in... Most. Why would he come get you? Proper. Th- <laughs> most people don't interact with Jesus. No, like they just think he's all just, around. It's an extension of the the Godhead. Yeah, of sorts. No, a lot of people it's, are just bought into this thing of like Jesus is here and he's here to protect me. He's always listening. He's well, like Santa Claus. My question is, who comes to get the people that are like you're an orphan and you don't know your people from your that your past life or people that you're connected to. Like I, and yeah, you know, how do you recognize them? this topic is going to get in you, your soul would just recognize them. This topic will it's get internally. Off. You're like, I know this person, yes. but then wouldn't that also just be a tool of is the there, reptilians to be like, Hey, 
Is there not you people you've ever met in your life or you think you've known them before? When, when me and Chelsea started getting together, um, and when we were young, we've talked about this, how she, some for some reason, I looked familiar. We, and we were young, too, when uh, we started talking. Like, I, I showed her my wang on a webcam, and I claimed it was a lot bigger than it was. And that, we were, like, very young. And I was like, yeah, I got it. This is my nine-inch dick. Like, I would I would say stupid shit. Like, and we were, like, 14. I'm like, when I first got a webcam, and MSN was a thing. And we would kind of talk, and we didn't really get together until we were 17. And she said that I always, I always seemed familiar to her. And I've had that with people or friends that I'm like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. you're someone from somewhere else. You're someone from a uh, past life, and I just don't know it yet. It's nice to know that that also extends to the straight community, too, <laughs> where it's like the, uh, I don't know, you've, I'm sure you've probably never heard of it, but the, uh, the grinder negative two, which is just uh, almost always, if anyone ever tells you, oh, my dick is this big, yes. subtract two inches. Yes, it's true, right? Like, it's, it is that thing. It's funny how people always say that shit. It's just like, they, it's just like, just be, uh, be okay with yourself. I was just a young kid. Yeah, dude. Fucking comfortability yeah. is the most sexy thing of all, where people are just like, hey, man, no, I fucking, you know, I got, I rock, I, got, a, I rock cool. a four and a half. It's, it's cool. It's like, all right, I'll respect that more than the dude being like, yeah, I got a fucking, I got a 12 inch hog. You're yeah. like, that's six at best. Yeah. Why would you lie? Why like, would you even say that? <laughs> like, I'm not stupid. So <laughs> it, is, it is that the people have these encounters and they, and they believe that they're seeing, um, and that, that people are familiar to them. And I've had that. And that, that deja vu kind of kicks in too. So, and I think sure. that's a little things of the universe. And, th- and I was going to say, this is why I said this, to- uh, well, we might get off on this topic a little bit. I said that at the beginning. But um, there was, there, I was listening, I listened to all these shit, especially when I listened to Coast to Coast back in the day, how there was a woman, she went to see a psychic and she was miserable whole life, never really had any close friends or anything like that. And, um, Essentially, the psychic told her, and it's it is believable in my in my perspective of of past lives and spirituality, blah blah. Is that uh, she said that she's like you were supposed to exist in this life essentially alone, and that it, it was it's an experience for you, and that there and she was an older woman. She's like and never really had really a true friend. She had acquaintances, but she's like all the people that you're connected to. Um, and throughout all your other past lives are on the other side and they're just watching over you. And essentially you were just supposed to live this life kind of lonely for an experience and that they're all waiting for you. Hmm. And you have a bunch of people on the other side that love you, appreciate you or your best friends and everything. And they just stuck on the other side to watch you experience this. It's weird. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Interesting. That's interesting. And they have sort of reason. So, Another dig that. Another very strange encounter comes to us from 1993 from a witness who says this happened at the Atlantic Coast Beach in the United States, where one evening she was out for a leisurely stroll, and uh, you know around the beach, and she saw something. You know, she noticed a group of people off in the distance of the beach. At this point, she thought nothing of it, so she kept walking. You know, and uh, she as she drawed ever closer to the people, she suddenly realized something was off about them. The first thing she noticed that they were all bald. They're at their conventional bald meeting. Be like, you know what? We're all bald. We all feel very, very sad about being bald. So we come here like an AA meeting, and we express to each other how it's okay to be bald. As you should, as you should, you bald bastards. Well, there's a, I have buddies that will not let go. 
I, I'll have hair for the rest of my life, but everyone's like, oh my God, has your hair always been that gray? And I'm like, yes, I have gray hair. I'm a salt and pepper. Okay. You can't tell it sometimes on the fucking uh, videos and stuff, but yeah, I got, mm-hmm. I got salt and pepper hair. But the thing is, because it's on my, it's uh, baldness is always on your mom's side. My grandfather had hair till the day he died. Lots of full head of hair, but it was pure white. That's so, awesome. I will be, uh, I will be uh, like Raiden from, uh, you know, <laughs> from uh, Mortal Kombat. Until you have lightning powers, you will never be like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. That's true. Reptile wins. <laughs> so, and she gets closer. She knows that they're all bald. They're all in unusual attire for what you would think at the beach. And what was composed of camouflage, tan, green, and military um, kind of gear and a tan vest with many pockets. They're literally in military gear, and they're all bald. So maybe this is the, you know, what we've talked about, the, the men in black. But uh, she got closer, and she could see these figures were not human. She says, Though their general appearance was humanoid, they walked on two legs um, and were clearly not human. Their skin was almost mostly green, and it... Moved with the sharp, keen alertness, more akin to movement of nervous iguanas. So they're okay. like, she noticed that they, there's ball creatures. She noticed that they're reptilian-esque. They're in camouflage gear, all with green skin, all bald. And they like, were just move like they're a paranoid schizophrenic. Or they're, a, you know, a guy on meth downtown Los Angeles on Skid Row. Just like they have this alertness. Like, you know, the, the reptilians are around me all the time. I hear them whispering to me. So, and I could see that they were they were all male and apparently soldiers of some sort. We stare at each other. I, I could clearly discern the reptilian appearance. Their reluctance, uh, reluctance to approach me and their hesitancy and nervous. So they were nervous to even approach her. Approach her. It felt dangerous. The reptilian leader leading the group forwarded came forward uh, towards me and I continued to walk at my regular pace towards him. Why is she walking towards these things? Even if you're kind of curious, you're all alone on a beach and you see a group huddling of people in military gear looking like bald reptilians. What are you doing? Yeah. You would think that that's not the most welcoming of image to walk towards. We are like, yeah, I'm going to go check this out. Well, maybe it's that whole thing where they draw it towards, they're like, they almost use some sort of telepathy or hypnosis to be like, come closer, come closer. That could be it, yeah. Yeah, it could just be a uh, a psychic projection to them. But, I mean, wouldn't you project a much more pleasing image then? Or is that Uh, not the extent of the power? Uh, They can do that because uh, when reptilians, uh, you know, there's uh, the whole uh, Lysirta Lysira interview. I think it's Lysirta. And mm-hmm. it's, you can find it, I think, on YouTube. It's supposed to be a transcription of an uh, interview a guy had with the reptilian. She's like, you know, you already see me in my true form, so I can't do this to you. I'll essentially break your brain. If you've already seen them through the veil, they can't cast images on your head. But this is or in your mind. And this is why uh, human brains is easy, easily malleable. That essentially these creatures are so higher up in uh, evolutionary status or they have essentially they're from a different universe that ability to have telekinesis and all these different powers that what they use is how easy our brain is influenced we get influenced by images movies television all these things that can easily just change our mind 
with if you're like the whole KGB experiment, if you're bombarded, yeah, the brainwashing. Yeah, if you're bombarded with images and the same narrative over and over, you'll uh, accept it, even if it's proven to the contrary. So mm-hmm. they can, if you've never seen them in their true form, they can. Uh, in the Lacerta interview, she says that I can make you think that I'm a beautiful brown-haired woman. But once you see me, you know, she's like, I don't find you attractive as a human and you will not find me attractive as a reptilian, but mm-hmm. I can cast images into your head to make you believe that I'm a beautiful woman. So they do have the ability to do this hocus pocus kind of tricks. And a glamour. So, exactly. It's like fucking, you know, Snapchat filters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and she says, our eye is connected. And I, I, I didn't, uh, I did not disengage during the entire incident. I uh, remained alert and aware throughout the event. The, the remainder of this group stayed behind. He and I continued to approach each other until we saw, uh, until we were standing less than one yard apart. He stood at least six feet tall. Medium build, no hair, eyes the same as mine, but brightly colored yellow, with dark vertical slits, and his skin was rough and scaly, with a green-brownish hue, which I hear from a lot of reptilian cases, is that their skin is brownish-green. Most reptiles have this, you know, like, yeah. your, not most reptiles, but yeah, most of the ones that we see. This already is pretty outlandish enough, as it seems, uh, and it manages to even get weirder or stranger still, as the reptilian then claimed to have some sort of telepathic communication with the witness. She says, as we looked intensely in each other's eyes, I knew he was trying to access, he was accessing like a computer bank in his mind, one that was not an individual database, but a group of minds sharing the same knowledge. It's kind of like the class and you're able to share it and have other people download it through their psyche. Mm-hmm. Strange stuff. Quite suddenly, his expression changed, and I first saw his eyes and uh, their their tolerance of her and her humanity. In other words, there was some sort of reason he forced to tolerate my presence. So it's like he didn't really want to have contact with her, but he's like, well, she's here. Yeah, I guess I have to now. But he suddenly was not happy. Accessing the database in his mind gave him the information he sought, and then he knew me by my name. With recognition, he said, Oh, hello, Bonnie. And we shook hands while he frowned and looked at me. He kind of like was like, Hello, Bonnie. Hello. My eyes never left his And his eyes never left mine I smiled as I always do And turned and walked away He also turned back to his group And then walked away from me Fucking weird And that's the whole incident She she saw these dudes on the beach All reptilian dressed in camouflage And then uh, they kind of turned and walked away from each other And it's very strange uh, Yeah, that was strange A lot of weird cases I'm saying this stuff very strange episode when it comes to oh, these reptilian cases. A lot of weird <clears throat> cases, a lot of hard evidence, a lot of scientific yeah. facts. It's more of people's weird experiences and who knows if they're just doing it for a blog. A lot of documented evidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, reptilians are fucking crazy to think about, though. I know. I told you, man. They're, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with this shit, especially after my incident in Cuba. 
where I, to me, was convinced that I, I saw something um, that I can never explain. And that, to me, from all the, the research I was doing, if I had 19, I was already very deep down the rabbit hole of reptilians. Mm-hmm. And when I saw them, I was like, throw back to the Shadow People episode. But, um, and I've explained this on the live. I've said this story many times. I'm not going to say it again. But that, you know, I just, I had this feeling like, this is what you've been learning about. This is what David Icke has been teaching you about is these these creatures, even though who knows if David Icke is spewing some information that is true or not true. But it was uh, very strange. And I remember when I looked in the mirror after I walked through the tall shadow figure. I said, like, you know what these are? They're trying to feed off your energy. Like, it was extremely scary. It's scary kind of spooky dooky. The frog man. Want to talk about the frog man? The frog's Red eye. wins. Perhaps the most well-known tales of such beast is that that comes from Loveland Frog, the Loveland Frogman of Loveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. in the United States. One of the earliest accounts of a frog-like mystery, a uh, mysterious monster, comes from May of 1955, when a businessman was traveling down a remote rural road along the Little R- Miami River in Claremont County near Loveland. As witnesses approached a bridge, as the witness approached the bridge at around 3.30 a.m., he saw there was a three, uh, three bipedal frog-like creatures measuring around three to four feet in height gathering around a bridge. Bro, I got to tell you something, man. Like, you know where I just was? Man, I was down in the swamp, but I saw, I saw Lucy. Lucy was looking good, man. It's just Battletoads, but in real life. It's like some Ninja Turtle shit, bro. Yeah, Battletoads. Remember that game? Sounds really familiar. That was another old arcade, unbeatable game if you Do played you it with I, multiple people. Remember Earthworm Jim? I, I swear to God, I knew the next words out of your mouth were going to be, do you remember Earthworm Jim? I don't <laughs> know how I knew that, but I knew that. Man, that game was dope, dude. That game was sweet. The strange, yeah, the strange beast were described as being somewhat reptilian in appearance, with webbed hands and feet, thick leathery skin, and frog-like heads, which is almost like there's a whole depiction of reptilians as being more humanoid, where they have somewhat of a human face, where it looks like a human skull, um, and they don't have uh, the protruding nose and jaws like you would think of um a dinosaur like uh you know like a raptor and but there's there you know and they they're supposed to look kind of like human but they just have a preston kind of face scaly skin slit eyes little fucking nostril slits and big creepy scary fangs and jaws for any of our listeners that are having trouble envisioning what a frog-headed man would look like search battle toads or the Roddy Piper classic film Hell Comes to Frogtown. Look up the frog that. creatures in that. I've never seen that shit. You I have to watch it. We should do it. We really should do a watch along for that. There's a lot Patreon. that we need to do. And um but uh it's it, or they do or reptilians are described too as almost looking like they have a uh, um a head of like a raptor, but like a mm-hmm. almost like a body of some sort of a bipedal creature. So like the long elongated like Yes. Snout, as you could say. And but you know, they had frog like uh heads and many wrinkles over their bodies, as well as having a wide lipless mouth. One of the mysterious beasts then allegedly raised its arm 
to produce a bar or wand of some sort that is said to emanate sparks and a pungent odor, almost of almonds, so they said. That's weird. Whew. It's fucking, it's, man, it's, it's kind of cool. They're like magicians, though. Yeah, but don't infections also smell like almonds? Have you smelled your infections? Is that something? No, but that's like a thing. Like they make that joke in um, Austin Powers. I think the bone is broken and the wound is beginning to smell a bit like, like almonds. almonds. Yeah, that's true. When Will Ferrell's dead and yeah. what dying and he keeps dying I can't slowly. Stand to be asked the same question three times. <laughs> it just irritates me. <laughs> so an odd detail that just sinks the whole thing into and it sinks the whole thing deeper into the strange is thus the would begin the odyssey of the Loveland Frogman. Uh, in March 1972, the bizarre Frogman would make an appearance again when it was purported spotted near Loveland by Ohio. Uh, an Ohio police officer identified as Ray Shockey. Ray Shockey. What a weird. Shockey. As he drove in his cruiser along the East Kemper Road, which winds along the Little Miami River near town. The creature was described as a bipedal and around five feet tall, with rough leathery skin and a head like a frog or a lizard. This man is a strange man. Robert. This, <laughs> this officer explains that he saw it leap over a railway and apparently jump into the Little Miami River. A later explanation of the scene turned out to be uh, when he, uh, a later explanation of the scene turned up a strange, strange scratch marks on the handrail of the thing that the reportedly had jumped over, but no physical evidence was ever found. Hmm. Just two weeks after the sighting, it was just, it was seen again, yet again, this time by another police officer named Mark Matthews. Uh, someone, his parents were very religious. <laughs> Mark Matthews? Well, you're going to be doubly righteous, Mark Matthews. That man <laughs> was later found responsible for seven counts of negligent homicide. It's true. In this case, the creature was spotted lying on a rural road on the outskirts of Loveland. The witnesses supposedly, at first, said it was maybe a dead animal on the road. But as he got closer, his cruiser, uh, as he like pulled closer with his cruiser to investigate, allegedly stood up and crouched down on the road before walking towards the guardrail where it uh, uh, literally just watched the witness. And he's like... I can't stand this world anymore. Being a frog creature, I gotta take my life. So he's like, killed himself because of a frog creature. No, the frog's gonna kill himself. Oh, because he's he's at the he's at the guardrail, ready to jump over into okay. the river. He's like, it's time to to take my life. And uh, me and Chelsea saw that one day. He was very uh, crazy. A kid was like on the other side of a bridge in Brantford, the city we used to live in, ready to oh. jump off. And you saw him jump? No. We saw him on the edge of the bridge, and uh, we uh, we decided to take a walk after we saw it, and and then he could, like, we were walking underneath the bridge, and we could look up at him, and he was, like, looking down, and Chelsea was like, this feels wrong. <laughs> we're watching a man. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys were, like, instead of going over and being like, I wonder if we can go talk to this man and maybe help him in the dire situation, you're like, let's go get front row seats for if he jumps. 
I was like, man, if he jumps, you know how crazy that'd be when we're going like under the bridge. Yeah, so that <laughs> that's what the, the city we used to live in was uh, full of a bunch of strange, crazy people. And uh, wow. people that obviously needed help. And, uh, yeah, very clearly. <laughs> so he sees this thing. And, you know, it, uh, it goes towards the guardrail and kind of just watches the police officer. Then it, uh, then the startup police officer then took a shot at it with its sidearm. So it's like, all right, this thing is, uh, it's trying to commit suicide. Um, I'd rather kill it myself. Well, I don't want it to go to hell, so I guess I, guess I better murder it. It's true. But uh, it missed the beast, and it scurried off into the night. So there's a lot of reports of the Loveland Frogman. In later years, Matthew would begin to doubt what he had seen and started claiming it must have been some exotic reptile pet that escaped from its owner. Although, <laughs> how this could be confused with something that's walking upright, like a upright walking frog, <laughs> is anyone's guess. <laughs> he had to, he had to go do a search for exotic sentient pets that had a habit of contemplating the meaning of existence. <laughs> <laughs> and it was sold in the himself. area in the last two years. He found like, himself oh. on uh, Joe Exotics fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we only got one dealer that that celebrates and uh, deals in uh, reptiles that are also kind of humanoid that that oftentimes get stuck in existential crisis. And that's Billy Joe Bob's down the way. So we're gonna have we're <laughs> gonna have to go down to Ohio Street yeah. in the town of Ohio in the great state of Ohio. Where uh where was uh what was uh Joe Exotics Park called? Oh, what was Joe Exotics Park called? I don't know. So he probably dealt with a lot of these creatures and he's like, you know what? Like, you know, he's he's a misunderstood creature, but uh you know what, my boyfriend we, we kind of, we, me and him need a little spice, a little spice in our life. And, uh, you know what? We would take him, we'd be like, Mr. Frogman, can you please just come into our trailer? Uh, we have some treats for you. And this weird ass frog creature that looks like it's from a sideshow act is like slowly walking, eating like this trail of like frog treats, whatever, like a bunch of bugs because uh, frogs eat bugs. And then it enters into Joe Exotic's uh, trailer with him and his toothless boyfriends are sitting there like, this will spice up our. Uh, a relationship. That poor frog creature. He gets raped by Joe Exotic and that toothless boyfriend. Joe Exotic's boyfriend. If <laughs> if someone gets that man a set of dentures, sure, be attractive. Sure, I guess <laughs> for a toothless hillbilly. Yeah. But I I don't understand how anyone can get hard looking at a man's mouth when there's two teeth in it. Yeah, and Joe Exotic is a. I, it's up now on Netflix, and we will be watching it soon. So we'll have to part two's up. That. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. fuck yeah. Maybe I'll watch that later. But then, uh, you know, there has been other sightings over the years of the Loveland Frogman. As recent as 2016, there was a report that someone had actually filmed the creature. According to WLWT5, witness Sam Jacobs was playing the popular video game Pokemon Go. He was playing Pokemon. I thought you said Hulkman Go, and I was like, what fucking <laughs> game is this? Pokemon Go, bro. <coughs> We, I used to, when it first came out, uh, I, I, we used to, I played with my buddy, um, a couple times and we would play, we would drink cause I used to be a chef. We would drink at the bar 
get like kind of loaded and then go out to the main parks in Brantford and we would be like a little lit and we would search for Pokemon and my buddy was like you know what you know I, there's all these there's a lot of people it'd be like 12 at night all these kids when it first came out were walking around oh, yeah. the city yeah. looking for fucking Pokemon because it was the first game like this and uh, my buddy's like you know what this is uh this is kind of warding off rapists you know as we hear a scream all these nerds are going to run with their phones and their flashlights they're not going to do anything but they're going to film it so someone will, there will be witnesses <laughs> um yes and no it kind of backfired unless it was just more you know weird showmo satanic panic shit that we've been experiencing for the last five years if not longer um allegedly when it first started people were using it to lure other yeah, people to locations but i don't see how that's possible you would have to hack the game and be like okay i'm putting this pokemon right here then i'm yes. be here i heard about but, that too when they would rob people and it's just like Rob, yeah, every the kids time have, like, the kids have so a phone in their wallet, they're not going to keep cashing them. There's a little uh, town village nearby where I work, and when Pokemon Go first came out, when I would drive home, I have to drive through this little village, and there's easily a dozen Pokestops within like this <laughs> three mile radius. Yeah. It's all this well lit town square type thing, and when I would drive through, there would just be groups on people, either side yes. of the street of like 10 to 15 kids yeah, in each group crazy. just being like just you know people just playing Pokemon Go non-stop man. and I still have a I still have an account still I still have an account game. I never use it uh, but I when we me and Chelsea used to go for a walk she used to play a little bit it was just made it fun when you're going for a walk um, you know it's just it was something cool at the time mm-hmm. it was funny when you were you were um, buzzed though you'd be like with the buddy like, yo look what I thought I found a Radishore or whatever the fuck there. I don't know Pokemon a Billy, Billy Billy was super into it like too into it almost at one point I love Pokemon Go it's still a lot of Billy fun Billy gets um, fucking hooked on cell phone games for some strange reason he played that like coin game for a long time with the pig Strange. I don't know the coin game. It's I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, so Sam, uh, the witness Sam Jacobs was playing a popular video game as you said, Pokemon Go, along with his girlfriend, be uh, behind the Beth Adam Synagogue, a church, of course. Uh, mm, on the synagogue, lo- it's not a church. Uh, same shit. Literally the same shit. And uh, very, it was a rural kind of road in Loveland, in Ohio, when they saw a strange frog-like creature in the water nearby the river. Jacobs described it as. We saw a huge frog man near uh, near the water. Not in the game. It was actually a giant frog man. I was like, Gee, is that a, po- a real-life Pokemon? I, saw, I thought it was a real-life Pokemon. Uh, the, 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 whole, the thing stood up and it walked on its hind legs. I, I realized this sounds crazy, but I, I, I saw it on my grandma's grave. This is the truth. Uh, that's also very strange. Uh, I'm not sure it was a f- frog man or just a giant frog, but e- either way, I've, n- I've never seen anything like it before. I How don't fucking s- old was this guy? He was a nerdy child. I don't know. Is that... Okay. <laughs> okay. I was like... I swear on my grandma's grave. Your grandma's not dead. I know. That's why I can swear on her grave. I was just going to say, yeah, how old is that? But, you know, old, old people die die younger than they should sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, people, you, your grandparents can be dead before you're even born. That's uh, true. But, but this uh, thing, So they see this thing, right? And he sees this thing by the water near the river. But then he also claims he saw it. On, he swears he, he saw this thing on his grandma's grave. No, he said he swore on his grandma's grave. Oh, I said that wrong. <laughs> so he swore on his grandma's grave that he was telling telling the yes, truth. Yes, 
And, so I was uh, saying, I swear on my grandma's grave. Your grandma's not dead. I know that's why I can say it because she's not <laughs> dead. So God's not listening. But the the couple managed to take a video clip of the alleged creature on their phone, which shows what seems to be something standing in the water with glowing eyes. But it was grainy and it was hard to make out just seeing it sitting there. And it could be the frogman or it could be in person in a suit. It's very hard to tell. And this very could be possible that it is a hoax but the couple is adamant and i remember reading about this and seeing it like i don't know if i saw the clips i will look for them for the host heads page and this and um strange fruit podcast instagram to see if i can find the clips to play um but it is they were adamant that they actually saw this if it was a loveland frogman if it was ever real who knows maybe it was a cryptid an alien or a reptilian creature but no one really knows and uh it's a strange, strange thing that they the saw. The only thing we know is that that frogman can really tongue-punch a fart box. There you go. That's all we really know at the end of the day. Yep, from about, uh, you know, he could do it from a mile away. Yeah, from, from about 40 yards, he could hit the fucking J-spot. Yeah, there's a, there's a man in, in, a, in a park. He's coming to meet his gay lover. His lover it's says... It's called cruising for you yes, kids at home. Cr- cruising. He, he, he goes to the park. He, he bends over. Um, against a tree, and the, the man from Grinder told him to do it. He's like, I just want to find you in front of this tree. You'll know the tree when you see it. You bend over, pull down your pants, and all of a sudden you'll feel a little thing. Meanwhile, there's a frogman right behind you. You get the best rim job you've ever had. If ever, in every, ever in your life, it, it makes your, your asshole feel incredible. You turn around and you see the Loveland frogman. And he holds up his picture on Grinder, and he says, this is the real me. And then he puts the phone away. He holds up the Grinder app and says, how old is this photo you took of you? It doesn't look <laughs> like you. I thought I was meeting somebody way more attractive here. Yeah, until you turned around, and I had my tongue in your ass, and I realized I met with the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally, like, wrong dude. Didn't He wasn't even on Grinder, but somehow... I got to the park, I dropped trial, and this dude just took it as a cue and yep. just started eating my ass. And it was, you know what? It was a fucking wonderful Sunday afternoon. So I wanted to have fun with this one and, and get into some something strange and, and weird and all these strange cases before we start diving into more serial killers and true crime and deeper subjects. A lot of crazy shit is coming up on Strange Brew, but I, before we... We want to grease the poles a little bit. Hashtag grease the poles. And, grease the pole. And we wanted to get into something fun and strange and unbelievable. And uh, we definitely did because you know what? No, we always know. Reptile wins. Reptile, Reptile always, always wins. wins. Yeah. But that was, that was a strange, weird one, man. Definitely strange. La via strangiato. All right, well, you know, you got like, you know, what do you think? You think that, you know, think these people were telling the truth? Uh, I would say I would say maybe maybe the grandma with the shotgun was telling the truth. I think that grandma with the shotgun definitely believed her story more than anyone yes. else did. Yeah. She definitely I would say did. the kid with the the Pokemon one would just wanted to be cool and made up a story about yeah. seeing a Pokemon in real life and then somebody told him that he was an idiot and then he changed it to like, a reptile because uh, he, like, yeah, he spent a little time online. Like, well, around the yeah, around this area says there's a Loveland frogman. Meanwhile his buddy gets a That's fucking it. costume from the Halloween store. And yeah. it's like, go stay in this swamp and you know what? We'll make it like you're a real Pokemon. 
Yeah, or it was just them telling everybody that they saw a real Pokemon, and they yeah. thought that the Loveland Frog Monster was actually a Pokemon because that's what their child brain was obsessed with at the time. So, yeah, you saw possible. So you know, tell us what you think. You know, go to www.strangerpodcast.com. Uh, you can always email us for actually episode ideas or things you want us to get into on the Patreon when we start building up that more. Is go to, you know, strangebrew at G- strangebrewpodcast at gmail.com or jump on the Hose Heads page and uh, tell us what you think. Comment on the Instagram uh, posts. But we like to know what the fans think. And uh, because this was a definitely a strange one, but like I said, we want to get into some fun, some off the cuff. Off the cuff is not really something we do on Strange Brew. We talk about everything strange. And uh, yeah, so follow us at www.strangebrewpodcast.com. Strange Brew Podcast everywhere you can find us on Rizzle, fucking uh, TikTok, even though I'm constantly banned. And Facebook is the host heads page, Strange Brew Podcast on Facebook. Just, you know, you know where to find us. Just search that name. You'll find it. Yeah, and I'm HP Shovecraft on Instagram as always, and Invader Daggett underscore TTV on Twitch. And always remember to end this is. Wins. He always wins. I drink a lot, I think a lot, I think of thoughts that aren't mine. I'm drinking shots all the time, living distraught. It's my fault. Why do I do this to myself? I've ruined my health. It's stupid as well. Push away the people that only want to help. I felt the evil haunting me in hell by demonic creatures. I lost myself and I saw the features on people's face change. What God's a lizard that feeds on all your hate and pain? He makes all your decisions and leads you to embrace the chains and become a slave. Put the guns away, make a stance and take a chance before they invade your land. Stay still and be a brave man. I have ways to kill with an escape plan. I stay ill till I'm a patient in a psych ward. Lately I'm hating my life for no good reason. Okay, look I'm leaving. No more problems with the hooker in the evening. Girls are whores.